Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This episode of The Morning Stream is brought to you by Blue Chew. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code TMS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code TMS to receive your first month free. Coming up on TMS, Constantine Troutbunker. Paying the porcelain price. Oculus Googleus. The stinky kimchi mistake. Leaving rehab, divorce, and Olivia Munn in 24 hours. No bum flu for you, sir. There is no day two. Coon and poots. It's a broken nose party. He'll have the creamy scramble. No show the day after tomorrow. Kimchi is not supposed to be black. The red-headed stepchild of vaccines. Justin Robert Young, ambassador of Cool Town, and more on this episode of the morning stream human food money these things are of no use to me for a ghost you bleed just fine this is the morning stream morning everyone welcome back to tms it's tuesday may 18th 2021 i'm scott johnson with brian hibbert Hello. uh what's this stms oh they're saying tms tms yeah they the pattern when you play that theme yeah. <laughs> the chat room uh sings along as i do air quotes sings yeah. along with the tms but the pattern it's looks better. wrong because it starts with an s in their in the uh, yeah they're doing post. a lot of stms yeah, yeah. it's throwing me uh, off like, come on now, that's not stream the morning. <laughs> and when you when we do the seventies one, they do the moan and the moan and scream, or yeah. the moaning scream, or yeah. the yeah, or whatever their interpretation uh-huh. of the day is. Sure, that's right, exactly. That that wacky nutty chat room. They're you know, pretty Aunt, nutty. And yeah. Barb was almost going to be. She was. It was. We were thinking she was going to be in the chat room yesterday, and she didn't make it. Oh, and I was really hoping that uh, Aunt Barb. To what did we owe have, the uh, uh, the honor of her possibly being there? What was that about? Yeah, exactly. Um, she's uh, um, not working this week, or she's back to work on Thursday after getting a a medical test from somebody who turned out to have COVID. So she kind of got put on, oh, even man. though she's vaccinated, she got put on uh, uh, forced quarantine. Well, she's on a high. Yeah. She's on a high. Uh, well, not only is you know she's in. She's she's the one with MS, right, Aunt Barb? She's the one with MS, yes, exactly. So it's not and, only that. And she's... not with vertigo, as I may have said at one point. Um I mean I knew she <laughs> I knew she had MS. I wasn't saying I wasn't confusing MS and vertigo. Right. But I was confusing one of the the uh, uh I was confusing other issues that she's had with sure. vertigo. Sim- symptoms yeah. uh you got your symptoms crossed, I understand. Correct. Yes, exactly. But uh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would see there's two reasons to do what they did. One is she's at high risk and also uh you know, she could carry it even if she's vaccinated. Yep. So yep. you got to be careful exactly. out there. Got to be careful. Uh good news got. is yesterday they were announcing that the um the Indian variant that's being that is just ripping through India and having a real 
a real heyday is uh, the vaccines are resistant or are uh, seem to be effective against it. So, that's yeah, good. That's um, good. all three. I I know. Um, well, I, I haven't know seen all, three, all the news, yeah. but I know Moderna and, and Pfizer. Yeah, the J and J. I don't know. I feel like that's everybody's redheaded stepchild kind of thing. <laughs> you know. Well, it's, it's almost like people are just looking for a reason to hate the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. <laughs> like, yeah, we're just looking for a reason to bitch about it. It does feel like it. It feels like it's yeah. it's whether whether or not it's it's as good. It's or legit. I mean, I mean, it's different. It's not an mRNA uh, based vaccine, but it's. You know, it's a fun little poke in the arm. Let's call it that. Exactly. Oh, yes. The two week vaccine. Oh, <laughs> yes. The single doser. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess like all of the, um, <clears throat> all, if not all, or if not all, most of the medical workers in India are vaccinated and they are all, there's not a single case among them. So that seems, hmm. that seems good. That's promising. Yeah. yeah for sure. S- cool. Science works, everybody. Put, put. Well, we'll find out when uh, Tina and I go to the uh, big bacteria frappe known as Las Vegas yeah. and uh, immerse ourselves fully in that hive of scum and villainy. Yep. Yep. You might get just a <laughs> wretched, it's, wretched hive of scum and villainy. It's been a while since about. anybody's been real sick, so maybe you'll get a good old-fashioned cold, you know? like a. Oh, God, I didn't think about that. I've been... Right, I've been... Oh. I know. That's what I was thinking just yesterday. I'm like, I haven't had, I haven't been sick since this thing kicked in. Uh, one time I had some bad allergies and thought maybe it was a cold. Got tested anyway. Nothing. Yeah. And whatever it was it was gone in a couple of days. So I think it was allergies. But nothing. I've had nothing. And I haven't. I and no, no, no bum flu. No chest flu. No nothing <laughs> flu. And it's been the great. Bum flu. It's been great. Are you so, take diarrhea? Or is the bum flu? Is that the deal? Well, let me tell you a story, Brian. This okay. is this is right. appropriate for today's topic because. Oh uh, wow! I didn't even mean to lead into our top topic. I was actually here, hoping so. you would. I wasn't. It worked out real well. So I made a mistake. Uh, yeah. Two days ago, so Sunday, we cracked open a brand new bottle of kimchi and i say bottle because it's glass but it's you know a jar i guess it's a jar jar of kimchi and we had just got it just brand new got it on saturday from the asian market uh had it delivered and they're everything we've never had a problem at that place it's great they have tons of stuff and lots of fresh produce and it's a good store um so anyway I took we get the we get the new kimchi and it's a brand we've had before so you know sure. uh, it's confidence and whatever. Uh, we crack that thing open and I'm like, oh, okay, kimchi's supposed to stink, but it's just a little stinkier. Something's uh, kimchi's you know? black. It's not supposed to be black. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're I mean, you're not far from the truth, but it was it just looked a little weird and it smelled. Yeah. Not off in a kimchi sort of off way because it is fermented. It is literally, a, you know, yeah, rotting. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, how do you tell if kimchi goes bad when it's. I think it's a vinegar. I think like, it's a, with, How do you tell when sour cream goes bad? Exactly. <laughs> I think it's like a vinegary kind of thing because the sure, more vinegary okay. it is, I think is the problem. And uh, anyway, it just didn't smell right, but I thought, ah, eh, whatever. Kimchi doesn't smell right. That's the point of kimchi. So I yeah. put it on my ramen that we made and. Uh, this is when we Kim and I watched a movie together, and we had ramen, and it was great. It was on Saturday, a and um, ramen movie date. Uh-huh. And as I opened it, she goes, "I go, do you want it on yours?" She goes, "No, nah, I don't know if I trust your your reaction to that." And I said, "Oh, it's probably fine." <laughs> then I tasted some, and it was like, 
overwhelmingly vinegary. And I was like, oh, that doesn't seem right. But maybe it's this brand. So I kept justifying it because I really wanted kimchi. So I just yeah. kept going. Oh, no, it's fine. That's kimchi. Blah, blah, blah. It's all going to taste different every time because it's rotting. Hey, whatever. So I go down this whole road of justifying it, putting like, I don't know, a little chunk, you know, a little pile of it over there on the corner of the bowl. And then I ate it. And the ramen covered for its way over tangy Masked. quality. Yeah. Sure. Uh huh. Well, Brian, I spent. Oh, no. After TMS. Mm-hmm. Most of the day, paying the porcelain price for my mistake. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, it is bad. I, uh, uh, I well, regret. at least it was you didn't puke. You you no. held your record. No, I never. I didn't even get na- nauseous or anything. It just it just went. It, it decided it was a uh, it was a it was a down south problem, and um, <laughs> and boy howdy did it make for an afternoon. But uh, it was not fun, and I didn't enjoy it because I had a lot to do yesterday, and have you know you have to keep getting up and running around and. You know, that kind of deal. I'm all good now, but that's as close as I've come to an illness during this during this whole pandemic, during any COVID-19 time. And it, that was self-imposed by some bad kimchi, which I'm going to take back there and make them give me a new bottle for. Um, but but yeah, like Ugh. just be I'm, what I'm saying is go with your literally go with your gut. If you if you think it's wrong, it probably is. Because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. was, Trust it was bad, yeah. and it was mm-hmm. bubbling too. This is the other thing. I've never had it when I took the lid off. I've never had bubbles go blah, blah, blah around the sides of it. <laughs> and I just thought, oh well, this is just one oh. that was packed in there real good. So you know, has bubbles, no big deal. Yeah, no, that's was, how you know it's working. The yeah, foam. <laughs> it was bad. It was real bad. So just a just a word of advice: uh, don't eat the bad uh, kimchi, or else you are in freaking trouble. It's worse than the brown acid. Yeah, it's true. I'm better now, though. All good. Just feeling good. like spry as a as a as a wet monkey now. I'm good. Probably a little lighter too. Yeah, a little lighter, a little little freer, a little less, uh, <laughs> little little less. Uh, what's the word? A little less traffic on the I five. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no, no need to go any further there. <laughs> anyway, so I learned my lesson. Wow. Um, oh, jeez. All right, so we got a uh, well. The, the main, the bottom line is, I hope. What I hope happens yeah. in Vegas is that oh yeah, so, that's right. That's where this all started. They're so freaky clean about everything that it will. You'll also benefit from all the cleanness of the other potential pathogens you could catch. So you know, I mean, I'd rather just let's rip the bandaid off. If I'm going to get a cold, let's get a cold. Although, yeah, it actually wouldn't be bad for me to get a cold in the at the end of May, beginning of June, right? For like you know to come back from one because I'd hate to get it before the the ms-150 or the glenwood trip or things like that so yeah you had that remember that year you had the ms-150 monster yeah, and cold? i got sick really bad the second day yeah. really sick the second day and i couldn't do it was uh, bad. I to this day by the way four years of being in the ms-150 yeah i have yet to complete day two. Oh, i didn't like, know that yeah uh one year uh there were lightning storms and rain. Uh, second year, it got called off. Uh, another year, I was sick. Um, so oh. hopefully, hopefully 2021. Oh, no, I take that back. <laughs> this year is a single day. It's There is no oh, day two no of the MS-150. So my, my record will go un, uh, un, unmarred. Oh, that's why last year's was, yeah, last year was only one day also, right? Or last no? year's was 
sort of canceled and we just made up for it and did our own. Oh, that's right. Uh, we went from my house to my uh, uncle's house, which is a 45 to 50 minute drive. Right. And so we did like a six hour, seven hour um, bike ride through the through all of Denver. That's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. I forgot you did that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, so you can't fix your two day until they do it. I'm not going to fix my two day until 2022. So, mm. uh, you know, it's whatever. Perfect. Two, you got a couple there's, twos in the year. You're, you'll get two days. That's great. Right. As Jeff Goldblum would say, there's there's no day two. There's <laughs> there's uh, there's no day two. I got to work on. Boy, you sent me a TikTok of a dude. Oh man. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna play that guy. That, that, it that is, guy is so damn amazing. It's uncanny. He kind of looks yeah. like him too, which is weird. Um, well, he does. He, like he basically, he dips his head and then he has the smile. Oh uh-huh, yes, uh-huh, yeah, yes, uh-huh. we, uh, we really are going to. Hey, we're going to have uh, dinosaurs on your. Uh, yeah, this is the guy I need to like learn from on how to do the decent uh, Jeff Goldblum can, impersonation. I got to find him. I, th- I don't remember. Oh, here he is. Okay, so listen to this chat room. You'll be blown away by this. Yeah. Yes, but you sound like Jeff Goldblum. Even like that. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That will happen. I do sound like Jeff Goldblum. A little bit. Thank you for the comment. Uh, follow me for more on apartments.com. <laughs> <laughs> There's, so, you know, one of the things you got to pick up from that is the... Uh, it's like a warped record, or not a warped record, but a uh, cassette tape that is is broken, where it's kind of going fast and then it kind of slows down. Yeah, and it goes fast trick. a little more. Yes, but you down. sound yeah. like Jeff yeah, Goldblum. Yeah, yes, 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 that will happen. I do sound like Jeff Goldblum a little bit. Yeah, there's that whole just yeah. like yeah, it's stream a, of oh yeah, you go fast for a second, you slow down. Yeah, and then you kind of pick up and go fast again. In chat room, there, that's the dude. He looks a little like him. Looks a little bit like him, but yeah, boy. A little he... bit. Enough to do, you know, could go on SNL or something and be him if you needed to. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's that. That's fun. That's fun. <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of SNL, can I just can I just say that there we, we've got a, a, a gem of brilliance in uh, Melissa Villasenor that is criminally underused on SNL. They used her for a couple skits this last weekend. But in this this horrendous sorry, it was the it was the most garbagey skit. Uh it was uh the Muppet Show and two bouncers um were beating up Statler and Waldorf because they were heckling the Muppet Show. That's that's the sketch. That was the sketch. It was Ke- it was uh Keenan Thompson and uh Keegan or I'm sorry uh, uh Key and Peel, Key. Oh, Key and yeah, Peel. Keegan, uh, Key Michael Keegan or whatever. What's oh. his full work, name? Work out your Kegels, that guy. Yeah, I work out your Kegels. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh my God, Dice Tomato. You would think that that skit was hilarious. Yeah, Keegan Michael Key. Yeah. <laughs> but she nailed a freaking uh, Lily Tomlin impersonation that uh, uh, was just absolutely amazing. What's like, her name uh, again? The girl's name? Uh, Melissa Villasenor. She does. Um, if you find a YouTube uh, video of her, look for one on Weekend Update where she just goes through like all the impersonations that she can uh, that she can do. She is absolutely amazing. Oh, there she is. Okay. Oh, I do recognize her face now. Yeah, she's it. been on a couple other things outside of SNL, but um, yeah, yeah. Been a bunch yeah. of movies. Um, 
prank yankers. A lot of voice I can't work. believe you thought that skit was hilarious, Dice Tomato. I felt like that was just the, the weakest. It was like there was nothing to it. Huh. They were make, like Statler and Waldorf were doing what they usually do on the Muppet Show. And uh, and the, the two-dimensional joke was that these bouncers were going to beat them up for it or, or going to yell at them for it. Hmm. Well, okay, the simplicity was amazing, Dice Tomato. <laughs> you and I... I love you, Dice Tomato, but I feel like I feel like you and I will never recommend things to each other. <laughs> hey man, and look, I'm okay with that. Just proof that it takes all kinds, you know. That's right, exactly. That's how I look at it. Okay, Brian, I got a question here from an emailer. Yes. Got to answer this. this. Is important stuff. Oh God, yeah, the puppeteering was so bad. Like the the oh, voices didn't match up with the puppets. Anyway, yes, please. Were the continue. puppets any good? Did they look like? They look, and oh, they looked identical to. Um, so they may have been actual Statler and Waldorf Muppets. No, no, they were definitely. Re- you could tell that they weren't the actual Statler and Waldorf puppets, but they were. They were nearly identical. And a lot of people forget that those first, like back in 1975, when whatever SNL started, yeah. the Muppets were regularly on there. Oh yeah, all the time. Kermit would come on there. I remember that. Kermit would come on there, and they had some weird, like uh, feathery, weird-looking Muppet. Mm-hmm. Oh anyway. yeah. He was there. Uh, oh, yeah, TV Zegon found a great Via Senor impersonation of Owen Wilson if you want to. Oh, I do want to hear. One. I do want to hear that. Hold on. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. Here she is. This is the daily hoo ha. I'm reborn. <laughs> wow. Drinking her coffee is. Ow. Phew. Ayahuasca, you know how to wake me up. <laughs> no. No. What is she doing? Yes. Here we go. She doesn't do much talking at the beginning of this one, does she? Drink ayahuasca and say hi to the birdie outside my window. <laughs> His name is Tyrone. <laughs> anyway. Uh, she's, that's great. She is, she is amazing and she's criminally underused. Well, uh, good luck to her. I hope they yeah, use her more. Exactly. Is what we're saying. Maybe she's you know it's just she's getting going. She's uh, we're ranking up the the deal there. However they do. Yes, it. exactly. Well, she's been on for years. Oh well, then never mind. <laughs> maybe she's more of a writer. Is that her deal? She does a lot of the behind the scenes business. Like uh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. yeah. That is the thing, right? You've got to write sketches to be in sketches usually, unless your name is Kate McKinnon or. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah if your name's Kate Terry Killam at the time was in every single sketch yeah. he was a great writer and he's he's hilarious um, his sitcom work has been a bummer since uh, he left SNL but what was the dude who um, just got famously divorced and is already dating uh, Deadeye what's her name um, oh yeah uh, Olivia Munn yeah what's uh, the, what's yes it? who is that uh, that is uh, Constantine Trout Trout Bunker. Right? <laughs> John Mulaney. <laughs> John Mulaney. Although, Constantine Trout Bunker. <laughs> I, can see, I can see how you confuse those two names. Constantine. Yeah. Trout Bunker. Well, I guess what Constantine's first name was John, right? Right. See, this is where it comes from. About. It's actually probably not too far from the truth. But anyway, his uh, so he was on SNL behind the scenes like writing, and yeah. never did really break out into the. I guess he was in a couple of skits, but there's always people like that, right? People that are just like, oh, Mulaney, yeah, he's been fu- he's been way funnier as a guest host 
then um i mean his writing was always amazing but he barely was on the show as a um as a writer back in the day but boy his his stuff since uh, guest hosting he did they, every time he's on they do these musical parodies like parodies of broadway musicals multiple and um right <laughs> they've been they've been uh, some of the best things that snl uh, certainly the best things that snl does when john mulaney's on so when he, I'm just trying to imagine this. You go into rehab for I don't know what he was hooked on, whatever pills I think, mm-hmm. and then you immediately come out of rehab, divorce your wife, and go straight like you you go from rehab to divorce to Olivia Munn in like 24 hours. <laughs> it wasn't very quick. At least for us, for us on the sidelines looking at celebrity headlines, it seemed like a very quick it seemed really quick i'm sure it there's really more quick. to it i wonder if that. there was something you know if the if the rehab you know if basically he's like oh man all right um i'm getting clean and i see that one of my triggers or my enabler is my wife i gotta get out of that relationship or i'm gonna be right back yeah in here i need somebody who who i can look at and has no look of feeling or anything <laughs> in their face no expression or any sort of um, I never want to know what she's thinking or feeling. So I'm right, I never want to. I never have to want to have to worry about what she's thinking or feeling. Ah, Olivia Munn. I think she's happy today. Why? Her mouth was bent is- slightly upward. I think she's smiling. I'm not 100 percent sure. And then I started dating Olivia Munn. That's right. And she <laughs> looked straight through me. I mean, you could hear it could be one and of his I jokes. I never have to worry about expressions again. <laughs> In other relationships, are you okay? What are you feeling? Are you mad at me? With Olivia, I never have to worry about it. That's right. You're just a pretty good John Mulaney. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's not bad. I've never okay. tried uh, John Mulaney. I've never, I've never dipped my toe into the John Mulaney pool. Oh, Lennon, hey, there's no misogyny in that. We're just what? having fun. What misogyny? We're just having fun. Well, Olivia Munn, famous for having eyes that look like they're looking through anything. She could be a guy, a girl, yeah. or a dog. It wouldn't matter. She's just. We talked about uh, Gerard Depardieu and how he peed uh, down the aisle of an airport <gasps> uh, airplane. I mean, we're Brian, we're... you misogynist. You can't talk about French old men that way. <laughs> See? Yeah. See? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Whatever. Uh, hey, look at this. So here's this thing. I'd ask you this question. This is from Brendan yeah. Tilo. Okay. Uh, he gave us his full name, so I guess it's okay to read it on the show. <laughs> oh, here's his phone number. 555. Yeah, there you have it. That's how you can tell. That's how you can tell it's a joke. You can always tell. Uh, Brian, or Dear Brian and Scott, if you could keep only one of these human innovations, which would it be? Okay, so you have to you have to choose right. one of these three things and the others go away. The others go away. The others as if they never existed. Poof. As if they're not in your life at all. Number one, okay. the wheel. Uh-huh. Number two, Indoor plumbing. It's gone pretty ancient on both these. Although I guess yeah, no kidding. indoor plumbing's not that ancient, but I don't know. Weren't the weren't the Romans doing something with it? There's some uh, kind of Roman. Yes, right. Aqueducts and, and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Uh and then the internet. So those are your three. <laughs> the wheel, indoor plumbing, or the internet. Now, I, my right. initial thought was, we'll keep the internet because there's a, you know, that seems cool. Because you can find a YouTube video of how to make a wheel and how to make indoor plumbing. <laughs> Possibly. But my main thing is, like, it, it seems like if you didn't keep indoor plumbing, we'd be in big trouble. At least in... Oh, really? Of all of the three of those... 
I feel like like indoor plumbing is a is a is a nice convenience, but it's certainly not required for like transportation or communication like the other two are. Um I would say internet let, let's re, let's uh let's get rid of the internet. Let's get rid of indoor plumbing. Okay. Keep the wheel. Okay. And um and those other things will get invented before too long. Yeah, good point. I mean, like, that's a question. Do these things never get invented? Like if we say, "Oh, keep the wheel," then indoor plumbing and internet never existed. But right. will they? Will they, could they ever invented? exist? Right. I my take from this is they would be no longer even an option. And and Dice Tomato, our our uh, opposite reviewer in the chat room today, is making a good point. Like if we didn't have the wheel, mm-hmm. there'd be no. Uh, gears and there therefore mm-hmm. be no generators there therefore be you know none of this kind of like machinery uh, incremental right. innovation right. that leads to honestly the internet probably mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. indoor plumbing does the internet work without water cooling and massive server farms mm-hmm. and all of that which require indoor plumbing like i don't know if you can have any of these without each other to be honest mm-hmm. so it's a bad question well you one. can have the wheel without indoor plumbing in the internet but you may not be able to have. Oh right, right. You could stop at the wheel, right? You could say, "All right, we're wheels yeah. good, and the other two just never come." Because we had the wheel right. before we had indoor plumbing in the internet. Yeah, this is a troublesome yeah. question, but it, but if, on a, yeah. just on the surface of it, for some reason, indoor plumbing's really sticking out at me, and I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah, really. Okay. I don't want to go well, outside. Because you spent then... so much time. You spent so much time yesterday getting com- <laughs> comfy and cozy with the in- with indoor plumbing. That uh... <laughs> I did. I did. I directly benefited <laughs> from indoor plumbing yesterday. You probably haven't a used a wheel yeah. directly since no. then. Yeah, probably I did use the internet. Many indirectly, but yeah, I did use the internet as well. I sat there. You know, had the sure. had the phone with. Me. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. You got to play a little sping or whatever it is while you're or surf TikTok <laughs> while you're uh, on the on the pooper. Sping. Oh my gosh, that is the actual sping. Isn't that that no, game? That's with the game. Me? It exists. Yeah, it's just such a yeah. funny poll. It's like. <laughs> You're gonna play a little sping. You're gonna play sping on the toilet. <laughs> you well, know why? Because that is a great toilet game. It's a pretty good toilet game. I completed the whole first section and moved on to that uh, uh, one and done. Like you can only use each. Oh yeah. Each pivot point once. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm done with you this. You think game. That, you're not really into the end game there? It's not really your. your thing. It's you know, I think I, like I think I finally I got the achievement that I wanted to get, and I don't need any other achievements. Uh, a quick update for Shave Maddox in the chat. He says, to be clear, Frog Pants uh, throw up streak is still intact. Correct, 100 percent intact. I haven't barfed yeah, since 2005, July of 05. It hasn't not yep. not one form of yak has come from me since since that hateful day. Excellent, and yeah. I feel like uh, there there will be a certificate waiting for you at the in the afterlife. <laughs> oh, congratulations on your on your vomit streak. Oh, we'd like to give you this no alcohol uh, certificate, but there was that time in Mexico. Sorry, sorry about that. Um, all right, thank you, Brendan, for your email. Oh, he did say at the end, "Thanks and go fly a kite," which I I don't know what the reference oh. is. Do you nice. think that's just like, hey, Thanks. it's a nice go out. Go fly a kite. Could yeah. be, it could be, it's nice out. Go, you know, fly a kite with the, the wind, the breeze. Have a lovely yeah. day. Or he could be saying, ah, go fly a kite. Golly. It just, it, it, what a quaint time in our history that go fly a kite was, you know, was a, a derogatory thing to tell somebody. Oh, go fly a kite. Yeah. Go fly a kite. 
That's what I say. Oh, All right. Well, well, well done. I miss those days. We love your yeah. emails. Please send more weird crap like this because we love reading them. Uh, the morning stream at gmail.com. Now this. You need to read this, sir. You need to read it now. Time for the news brought to you by. Hold on. I'm going to read this very important piece of information. Oh, that is this. Uh, yes, America's Next Top Podcaster. If you are on the free feed right now, you will get the the next to last uh, judging and elimination episode where we go from three down to two after uh, the judges review the final interview challenge. Look, we gave them all the we gave them all the tools that they needed for interviews, right? We gave them somebody to interview, Mark Hoffling. We gave um, we gave them a recorded interview from Monica to edit. Now we sent them off into the world and said, "Go find somebody to interview, interview them." edit it down into a podcast and give it to us and our judges reviewed it and boy oh boy did they yeah uh find out who goes home and who becomes our final two on america's next top podcaster.com nice bagheera says go fly a kite is a racial slur no it's not is it <laughs> if this if he's just saying that to stir up the I, think chat, he, I think he's saying it let's look at the history i'm gonna look at the history of <laughs> go fly a kite. and i am going to ignore the chat for the rest of the day because I can't be distracted by your fake claims. <laughs> it, it's, oh, it's a, okay, Rishi B. Don't you're adding to the pile. All right, okay. What else we got here? It's, a, it's offensive to black guys. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! He's, yeah. Oh, he's saying no. He's making it up. All right. Well, he I'm, is making it up. I'm just looking for the. Uh, I do. I'm curious about the etymology of it. Where did this come from? But uh, by the way, the difference between. Um, having a go at Olivia Munn versus having a go at women, it would be if I said all women stare blankly at nothing and look dead in their eyes. I'm not saying that. I'm saying one right. human being named Olivia Munn, don't care what gender she is or how she right. presents, she has dead eyes and stares into nothing. And, That's what I'm and, saying. You know, and she is a very talented actress she's uh and she's very attractive just her eyes she's able to do something with her eyes that convey no sense of of uh awareness or <laughs> reaction maybe that's it there's just no reaction in her eyes so you see her on the newsroom and uh uh you know jeff uh, goldblum not bridges jeff <laughs> Jeff, uh, Dumb and Dumber Jeff. Oh, uh, Jeff, 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 uh, 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 True Grid, Jeff. Yes, Jeff. <laughs> oh, no, that's Jeff Bridges. No, that's no, Jeff Bridges. Jeff. Uh, you mean Jeff? Jeff Daniels. Daniels. Thank you, Jeff Daniels. Pete's sake. Oh. Just got off on the, could not think of any other Jeffs. Uh, he says, oh, yeah, the, uh, the, 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 the president of uh, Zimbabwe has just been shot. And then they cut to Olivia Munn. Oh, no, that's terrible. I'll go do a news article about it. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. By the way, remember how great he was in that Western? What was that Western called? The Netflix one where he was the bad guy, Jeff Daniels. Oh, that is that so the um, the recent one? The Coen brother or not Coen brothers? Coen brothers one it wasn't Coen brothers, but it was like, oh, I loved it so much. Chat room, Godless. Oh, it was so good. Oh, Godless. Yeah, the the series. Yeah, that was really so good. So good. I would love more of that. They're not going to do no it. Kidding. I would love no, that. that's such a great cast all all around. You had Dockery, Michelle Dockery in there. You had yeah. uh, she's a sharpshooter. <laughs> um, wasn't uh, what's her name from Nurse Jackie? Um, yes, Merritt Weaver. Merritt Weaver's amazing in it. Uh, and Coots, no, what's her name? She was Proxima Midnight. Proxima uh, Midnight. Um, Carrie Coon. 
Carrie Coon. Yeah. And and you had your wait was Carrie Coon in that? I'm no. sorry, not Carrie Coon. The other one, the uh, the one who was on uh, House of Cards. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that lady, different lady. Yes, that yeah. lady, not Carrie Coon. And the then other there, one. Uh, who else was great? Uh, oh, Frick, the the guy that was going blind, the sheriff. Oh, he's yeah. in tons of stuff. I never remember his name. But I freaking love that guy. Mm-hmm. Imogen Poots yeah. was not in that movie. There was no, there was no Imogen Poots. Boy, we need a combination of Imogen Poots and uh, Carrie Coon. Yeah. Coon and Poots. Yeah, yeah. The new comedy show, Coon and Poots. <laughs> Ted Danson was not in it either. All right, Chad, I have to stop looking at you now. <laughs> All right, here comes the first news story. Chick Fil A in the news. Everybody, get Clearly your chicken. Constantine on. Trout Bucket. There you go. It was. Trout yeah. <laughs> Johnston. Bunker. Trout Bunker. <laughs> That one came from way down. I might be out of those. For really a while. did. That was great. Yeah. <clears throat> Chick Fil A imposes a sauce limit. Uh, oh. This is due to industry wide shortages, so it isn't just affecting them. But uh, Chick Fil A is now officially saying you can only have so much sauce in your life. Um, it just feels like it's 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 part of the sequel to falling down. Like Michael Douglas somehow survives, yep. and then goes on another rampage because. The guy at Chick Fil A is only going to give me one sauce. <laughs> you know, it's what—it's really what would have set Russell Crowe off in the uh, in the movie. <laughs> oh, where he I still man. need to see that. Yeah. yeah, I think you should watch it. It's a it's yeah. short, and it's he's he's fun to watch as, as that guy, uh, and he is fat in this thing. Like <laughs> he really put on a bunch of weight. <laughs> he's fun to watch, and boy, is he fat! <laughs> he really is. Just compared to normal, like I don't know what he's been looking like lately. Well, but did you see uh, the the other guys? Yeah, that he did with Gosling. Yeah, and he was a little little flubby in that. Okay, but in right. this, he is. I mean, he. I, I felt like he put it on for the role. Like, well, maybe he did. He might have, and I'm yeah. sure he was fine with that. <laughs> like, okay, no I'd, problem. I'm going to put this out there really quick, and we're not going to dwell on it. But I'm curious if anyone has watched Shadow in the Cloud, and if I should watch it or not, because I really like the premise idea of it. But uh, that is, tell, I'm could you have some a, bad reviews? What's what is a movie or a TV thing? It's or? a movie. It is a. Uh, it's like a combination of a Black Mirror episode and that amazing stories with the the gunner in the bottom of the uh, the airplane that we really like the bomber. Oh. Um. Uh, right, the um, but it's got Chloe Grace Moretz as a World War II pilot who gets on a plane, but then there's some sort of supernatural creature that's trying to kill everybody on the plane or something. I really like her, so that's that's usually enough for, of a ticket to get me in. But um, <sighs> yeah, but it's got below fifty percent. Um, <sighs> Rotten Tomatoes. See, this and, is like yeah, Free Rangers says it was a strange movie. I didn't really like it, but and it felt like it didn't know what it wanted to be. Dang it! Okay, ah, this is this is how on. I feel about that new Michael B. Jordan thing because the reviews have been bad, mm-hmm. but I want to see it. Mm-hmm. It's streaming on uh, Hulu. Hulu, folks, Hulu. If you want to see it, yeah. The yeah, if you want to Shadow see this in the Cloud, poorly reviewed thing. There's also some <sighs> Steve Martin, uh, Martin Short thing coming out on Hulu that looks really good. Oh really? With uh, the two of them did their comedy tour. Well, it's like this a is this is like a movie, and it's got Selena Gomez in it somehow. <laughs> Not somehow; she's just in it. Um, <laughs> okay. Hold on, Steve Martin. Um, I just haven't seen him do anything like this in a while. It's almost been st- all stage stuff, banjo stuff, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Let's see. Only murders in the building. That's it. Only murders in the building. Yeah, and he 
Huh. He helped create it. He's the, the creator, the one of the writers as well as starring in it. Uh, him and Martin Short, Selena Gomez. Uh, I've never heard of any of this. Yeah, it's some new Hulu business coming, and it's a series. And it, oh, these three strangers who share an obsession with true crime suddenly find themselves caught up in one, and it looks great. I don't know. I have to see. I don't know. It feels cool. it feels like an odd. It's also a very odd pairing these two old comedians and Selena Gomez hanging out. Just odd. Yeah. When is that? <laughs> Bobby, Bobby's absolutely correct. This is the most tangenty episode in a while. <laughs> Because I'm about to actually ask, when is that new? There's the new Wes Anderson. Uh, oh thing yeah, it's got a thousand stars in it that right. got pushed because of COVID. The Paris any... Paris Dispatch is that the name of it? That's right, something like that. Yes, right. I can't believe I remember that. I can't remember um, John Mulaney's yep, name. Is Paris but Dispatch. Remember. Yeah, there it is. 2021. Um, oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry, the French Dispatch. Elizabeth Moss, Francis McDormand. Uh, yeah, when is this coming out? Cesare Ronan. Uh, push two. Here we go. Push two. Fisher Stevens. Uh, oh, well, the movie will likely arrive in 2021, so I don't think we've got a new date on it yet. Uh, huh. Edward Norton, Tilda Swinton, Christopher Christoph Waltz, yeah, boy. Uh, Bill Murray, Owen Wilson. You know the usuals. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Rupert Friend. Here we go. July 2021 is is its current. Um, I want that release movie. date. Pretty excited about that. Yeah, me too. It looks like the most Wes Anderson ass thing I've seen right. in a long time. It's like time. the Wes Anderson greatest hits. Like, <laughs> hey, you know all those people we had in all of my other movies? Uh, I'm bringing them all together for this one. Yep, and there and then a few new faces, and they look like they'll fit right in. And it's it just the colors and the way everyone's sitting. <laughs> this is the most Wes. I mean, it's like Wes Anderson's almost like you know what. I may not live much longer, so here is everything I've ever done or will do in one movie. <laughs> how, how did you pronounce uh, Saoirse Ronan's Cer- uh, name? Saoirse Ronan. Isn't that right? Saoirse. Saoirse. Rhymes with inertia. Did I say Saoirse? I do that sometimes. I think you said Saoirse. I think I do a yes. joke. I, it's, it started as a joke, and now I can't help it. Saoirse. <laughs> it's, it's like when Ronan. we talk about... Um, uh, some of Nicole's names she messes up now I yes. now I mess them up because I think of the messed up name first before yeah. I do the real name yeah right ooh Adrian Brody uh, him and his broken nose are in this alright excellent alright so hey tell uh, anything more on Chick-fil-A and their sauce I think we covered it right, it's, a, <laughs> it's a broken nose party look Adrian Brody Owen Wilson oh wow you, you know Willem Dafoe's nose is broken like four times that's happened it has to Bill Murray's had a broken nose look at all the broken noses Holy it's like crap! A, it's like a, the 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 NHL uh, All Star game. <laughs> anyway, Chick Fil A. They haven't. <laughs> <laughs> they have imposed nationwide uh, dipping sauce limitations with their fast food restaurants rationing customer handouts. Uh, as Americans bounce back from the COVID nineteen recession, restaurants managers or managers of some Chick fil A's at twenty six thousand sorry twenty six hundred locations across the U S are advising team members to allow customers just one dipping sauce portion per entree ordered. So if you yeah. ask for another one, will they give it to you, or is this really like a no? I'm sorry, we're only able to give you one because I, I know you know when you say like some ketchup, right? Uh, some places put. Two handful, two giant handfuls of ketchup packets in your bag. Yeah, to me this feels like they'll give you the one, but if you did say 
Can I get another one of those? They do it. They might, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is Chick Fil A. They'll totally do it. Yeah, if this Chick Fil A. Was... They give you everything yeah. to give your chicken. They yeah. want you to buy their chicken. That's the bottom line there. Yeah. Hey, Taco Bell. Can I get a couple packets of hot sauce? Here's forty eight. <laughs> Here's a separate bag full of packets of hot sauce for you. The one thing they don't get into, they keep talking about industry wide supply chain disruptions. I would assume that means across the board, regardless of the yeah. of the fast food chain. But well, I'll tell you what the 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 um, Taco Bell near me is not having any shortage of sauce packets. They're still just dumping them on me like I'm like I own the place. I don't know what's going on. Right, right. I got a whole. I got a bag right over here, just full of sauce packets from the last time I had Taco Bell. Just sitting <laughs> over there. Should I? Yeah, keep they're them? good though. They're hot as good on eggs. Yeah, it is good. They're or right. actually, if you make scrambled eggs, you you work the sauce into the eggs as you scramble them. Ooh, that's a little secret right there. That's actually that sounds great. And a tablespoon of sour cream. And what does that do? Just kind of it makes the eggs creamier. Oh, okay. It's like it it uh, it keeps them uh, like you. If you tend to want to overcook your eggs, which you should really want to thoroughly cook your eggs, right? You add a little bit of um, uh, sour cream to it as they're cooking, not not before, but as they're cooking. Yeah. And it keeps them. It gives them that that soft texture without um, having them be rubbery if you overcook them. Interesting. I'm going to try that. Actually, it's totally, totally good. <clears throat> it's that really good. really good. I like a scramble anyway. I'm a fan. Yeah. So if you're telling me I can have a creamy scramble, you can mm. have a creamy scramble without it. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Miravina, Miravina backs me up on that one. That was my. Uh, it was only two years, but that was my stripper name in college. Was creamy scramble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't get into why. Creamy scramble. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to know why they called me that. <laughs> Let's just say I could make change on stage. Uh, all right. Speaking of mixing some things in that shouldn't be blood dripping on a sleeping woman's face from ceiling caused by rotting body on the floor above. Oh, Ugh. this is coming terrible. soon from Bloomhouse. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like one of those. Um, a woman, or as this says, a woman. A woman. I don't know why there's not a space there. I think it was one of those articles where there was a giant A, and then oh yeah 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 right. The formatting's sure. weird when you copy them. Anyway, a woman has described her horror. Uh, after she says she was awoken in her apartment by blood dripping on her from the ceiling on her face after an upstairs neighbor had died. Uh, Anna Cardenas of El Paso, Texas. Cardenas? Cardenas. Yep. Cardenas. Uh, said she woke up at about 4 a.m. on a Wednesday. Oh, sounds awful. After hearing a dripping noise, which she thought was rain, <clears throat> she since then saw blood, which was dripping from her ceiling and spattered onto the walls of her apartment, face, body, and bed after being propelled by her ceiling fan. <laughs> oh my god so it didn't just like <laughs> it turned into a spin art basically yeah, yeah. Uh, in her room yeah that's worse um <laughs> oh my god it's really gross says it grossed me oh. out i was in shock i thought it, uh this isn't a dream and i just or sorry i thought this isn't this just a dream wake up she told herself uh i called maintenance and they said are you sure and i said blood is falling on me they didn't believe her uh, yeah. Then they went out there to, to take care of it. Um, somebody up there, oh. and the neighbor who was upstairs was between... Look at this range they gave this person. The person who died was between 55 and 70. Jeez! Wow. <clears throat> That's a massive... How much of them had decomposed and gone through the fan? <laughs> right, but this, like... <laughs> That's a big range. I That's feel like they're, the Quincy ME is not doing his job. Nope. Uh, nope. Definitely not. It's funny you said ME. I just beat Mass Effect 1 last night. <laughs> Quincy Mass Effect. There you go. 
Um, anyway, she's been laying on the floor for several days, started to decompose. The firefighters knocked down the door, and the body was laying exactly above where her fan was. <laughs> oh, jeez. No word if uh, the woman's cat had already started eating her. That is so gnarly. I, I love to tally. It doesn't matter. I could bring up a game from the 80s that that, <laughs> that Electronic Arts published. Like, if Electronic Arts publishes yeah. anything, I could say, hey, Madden 94, she would immediately say FEA right there in the chat. That's all that is. <laughs> Tally, you're the best. You're just, I know yes. I can rely on you when yes, I. exactly. Yeah. And I, I think she's it. got a, she's got two macros set. One is scam cover at me. Yeah. And the other is FEA. And it's just like, oh, okay, press F6. There you have it. Oh, now it's in the butt. Now it's getting. Yeah, nice. I see that now. Yeah, it's yeah. getting. Uh, Leninade, I, I beat it because it's in that new. I'm not playing the old game. I'm playing the new remastered, fancied up thing the legendary th- threesome thing <laughs> the legendary threesome um the, the trilogy <laughs> and uh, i never played the first game back in the day so this was my chance to do that and it's awesome the story is so good uh and i can't wait to get into two i'm, I'm reliving my mass effect days in a major way and it's funny because i didn't i never played the first game i played the second i loved it played some of the third and fell off for some reason but i get to go back to two and three Oh yeah! Wow, cool. All right, I did fire um, Valhalla back up, Assassin's Creed oh, Valhalla. Yeah. Now that I'm taking a break from Avengers, I'll come back to Avengers at some point. But I just feel like I'm—it's um, so much of the same, same old, same old. So I'm going to go back to uh, well, Assassin's good. Creed it's Valhalla. Good. Nothing wrong. That game's great, and I—that's I, the kind of game I also keep returning to. Like it's not one I can mm-hmm. finish. It's huge. Like yeah, can't finish in one sitting. And it, it, you know, I just played so much Phoenix Uprising or Phoenix. Is that right? Phoenix Uprising. Phoenix, Whatever the Phoenix the, Upper Upper no, Uprising. Phoenix Rising. Phoenix Rising. Rising. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever it is. Whatever the 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 game is that they also did that uses exactly the same control system. Yeah. Yeah. It's very similar. Uh, it's very similar, and I think that's why I was like, oh, maybe I'm not ready for more of this. Immortals Phoenix Rising. There it is. Immortals Phoenix Rising. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. If you get, if you're getting your fill of your of your uh, your open world third person action, it's those, good to take a break from it. And yeah. even though Avengers is kind of that, at least it was a different control scheme, so it didn't feel like I was just playing another copy of the same game. Sure, you don't want to ever feel like that. Never, um, never. I Plus, want I want to get. I'm, I'm kind of excited about. Uh, uh, what you call it? Um, uh, potato race. I, I mentioned at the beginning, Deathloop. Oh, Deathloop. Oh yeah, Deathloop's great. Uh, well, Deathloop is delayed. Um, when's that coming out? Well, I thought it was coming out this weekend. No. No, it got delayed. Oh, okay, well, um, I've got time then for Valhalla. Release <laughs> date. Let me check that out because that's this is so this is the weird one. Uh, Deathloop is one is a Bethesda game. That was announced as a PlayStation exclusive. Oh, September says free range. Yeah, it was supposed to be like soon, but it was September. A, yeah, it was supposed to be a launch game, I thought. Okay. Yeah. But it's weird because this is a game that Bethesda made PS5 exclusive before Microsoft bought Bethesda. Mm-hmm. And they're still holding holding to that plan. They're still going to make... This is crazy because it's Xbox owned now, that huh. game. But they're going to put it on PlayStation 5 so for honor, the first uh, six months or whatever it is. Like whatever delayed <laughs> exclusivity they get. Okay. And then they'll put it on everything, but it's kind of funny how wow. that works. And these guys, I mean, they made Dishonored, they made uh, Prey. The, that is that should be an amazing game. I'm very excited. 
yeah. about that. Oh yeah, PC gets it day one as well. But it's a cool, cool concept. Yeah, All right, death, well then, death there we go. Seems till... neat. <clears throat> but you have till September now. Good. I'll get I'll get uh, a third more done of uh, Valhalla before then. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get a third more done of the show by playing a song and then getting to Justin after that. But before that, a song. So Brian, play a song. Sure. I sure hope nobody tuned in just for the news. Uh, you know how this show works. Mm-hmm. So. I yeah. hope you're fine with that. Let's go to Asbury Park, New Jersey for this one. It's a band called Lost in Society. Um, they've got an, an EP coming out June 18th, courtesy of Wiretap Records. Big thanks to Wiretap and to Earshot Media for letting me uh, have this one. This is their brand new single. It's called Say Anything. Look, if you're a fan of, um, uh, let's see, who did I think about when I was listening to these guys? The Super Suckers and... Um, the rocking side of fastball when fastball really rocks. They remind me of the, these guys remind me of them. Uh, New Jersey, Esbury park, New Jersey here is lost in society and say anything.
Hey, you guys, let's take a minute and talk about our friends at Blue Chew. Today's episode sponsored by Blue Chew. Look, it's been a hell of a year. Personally, I feel like I've aged 12 years over the last 12 months. And if you're like me, you're feeling your age more than you used to. <laughs> I guess that's true. Especially in the bedroom. It's time to snap out of it. Spring is here. And it's time to get sprung with Blue Chew. That's right. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the price. Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve better erections to combat all forms of erectile dysfunction. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in discreet packaging. Everyone's favorite packaging. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com. That's B L U E C H E U, or sorry, E W rather, dot com. So like blue, like the color blue, chew like you're chewing it, dot com. Uh, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive a prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Their licensed medical professionals and providers will work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Because you don't have to, you chew them. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil. I know I'm saying those wrong. <laughs> Tablets are completely chewable and they're made right here in the USA. And they uh, prepare and ship them direct so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it comes time to perform, wink, wink, visit bluechew.com for details and important safety information. We got a deal for you guys. Try Blue Chew for free. When you use our code TMS at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code TMS, to receive your very first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for helping us out today. I am pleased to have you here. It's been a while, Fife Lord. Oh, I'm sorry. You're a minister now. Hey, newsflash, Jesus wore pants, okay? This is the morning stream. Mmm, all your base are belong to us. All right, we're back, everybody. That's song again. That song again is Say Anything by the Asbury Park, New Jersey band Lost in Society from their upcoming EP, Stay Jaded. There you go. Uh, some of the stuff. Some of the chat have asked, uh, why was there no uh, Resident Evil last night? And it was because I was on the toilet all night. So uh, <laughs> That's right. Scott was doing his own live stream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was. So tonight is the night now. We're going to do it right after the boop show. So four, wait, sorry, 5 p.m. my time. It's to, it's to, nice. That's the plan. Okay, because I feel bad. I feel fine now. I'm good. Good. Fine. I'm good. Um, so, and some are saying they need confirmation from Kim or somebody that I've actually got this barf streak. She'll tell you. She'd know. She'd know if I bar- if I if I puked in my time. Oh my god. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you make this? Up? I don't know. I don't know why people. That I mean, I'm proud of the record, but there, I mean, and look, I'm under no illusions. There will come a day where all bets are off and it's uh, you know i'm hurling that's just how it'll be but mm-hmm. for now i've got a run that's a run that's longer than um seinfeld jerry seinfeld's in the fake one <laughs> his was shorter and boy what a run it is yeah been a hell of a run all right let's pull in justin robert young yeah run 
and uh, see what we can make of that. These are their stories. Oh, I'm terrible with names. I'm terrible with names, too, but not this guy. Justin Robert Young joining us from the studios of his uh, Austin, Texas uh, thing. <laughs> House studio. <laughs> You're Austin, Texas thing. You know, the thing. Always, always so honorific. I know. Uh, to come I, really, I just know the nicest ways to say everything. Uh, yeah. Justin joins us as he does on Tuesdays. Normally, we get in a political mood. But uh, outside of the, uh, the the horribleness happening in the Middle East, along with a few other boring things here in the States, uh, we thought we'd swing a different way today. Um, so here's the thing. Justin, you're in the middle. of wa- I don't know if you're done yet, but you're watching that Sons of Sam. I'm done. Oh, you're done. So oh, good. Okay. Good. All done. Yeah. So you watch Sons of Sam. I have that right. Yeah. Okay. Netflix, Sons yeah. Of Sons Fox. of Sam Descent into Darkness. I, I think believe, that's right. Descent into Madness. Yep. And the name is a bit of a hint because conceptually, uh, the documentary explores the whole Son of Sam murders in New York in the 80s, 70s, 80s, whatever. Uh, it was. 70s, 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 mid 70s. And right. then it bleeds into the story, bleeds into the 80s, the third of the early 90s, really. Right. And the implication of the title is oh, maybe he wasn't working or maybe he wasn't the only one maybe there was more to this story and yeah. they chronicle this journalist who you know all this stuff now the reason i know any of this is because i watched the first two episodes and mm-hmm. i did because i'm a giant sucker for this sort of thing i like the true crime i like documentaries about it uh big fan love yeah. it i fell off of this one and i fell off because it felt like by episode two they were just yanking me around and presenting what felt like just conspiratorial evidence toward what they were saying, which is that there was more of this going on and that, you know, we only caught one guy or whatever. And I don't know why that put me off, but I fell off. Are you here to tell me that I should get back on that horse and ride it into, into cool town or what? Um, uh, well, I mean, uh, as, as a stated ambassador of cool town, uh, I I feel like I should, I should let the mayor speak for himself. Uh, but (laughs) Uh, uh, vis-a-vis your horse activity. Sure. I, I think that if we were to actually get into it and I feel like, cause this is actual history, we can kind of talk about this, uh, uh, beyond the spoilers. And oh, also yeah. it's like the, the, the animatic for their, for their trailer or their, 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 their you know, credits at the beginning kind of shows the wildest scope of the things they get into. So it's not much of a secret. It's more of the journey. Right. Uh, but this documentary follows a journalist who believed from the very beginnings of the Son of Sam shootings in the 70s, which if you're not familiar, there were the murders of young girls, mostly at what were referred to as, quote unquote, Lover's Lane location. So places where I don't know if kids still do this or if they have apps for it when they hoverboard in or, you know, psychically tell a link or something over Snapchat. But back in the day when you wanted to make out with your significant other, you found these these, you know, back roads or things like that where you would go and and do your thing and then go back home. Right. So uh, the son of Sam murderer was shooting and killing, uh, uh, if not killing, then maiming. Uh, boys and girls who did uh, who were in these locations and this happened over the span of a year and a half uh, I, I can't remember the exact amount of, of victims but they were into double digits 
And then the killer was writing in not only to the police department, but also to local columnists. And so he's very much canonically among the the sort of like serial killer panics of the 70s, including the Zodiac killer and and the Manson family. Hold the Manson family for a second because we're going to get back there. But what the journalist, who is really the centerpiece of this documentary series, and his words are voiced by Paul Giamatti, uh, giving it a very narrative or cinematic heft to it. Yeah, I did like that bit. That bit yeah, was good. He believes that there were multiple people involved in this and that it wasn't just David Berkowitz who was caught and confessed to all of the killings once he was caught. Mm. Uh, the first two episodes spend a large amount of time going through the crimes and then laying out the evidence that there were accomplices to these murders. That is something that I felt was fairly compelling. Uh, as, as far as these kinds of like, let's revisit a massive cold case and, and uh, uh, have it go counter to what your stated thought on this was. I did think it, it was semi-compelling like there there is there is a a fair amount of evidence and also it's like the concept that the new york police department wanted this horrible uh uh, series of crimes that put the city on edge to be done yeah if they have a guy and he says he did all of it and he confessed to it and he's in jail the police want that to be the end of it that does seem fairly compelling that maybe they would overlook other strands uh, that that should otherwise have been followed. What happens past that is, I suspect, what made you drop off. If I'm if I'm correct. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, for, is it? it? Well, okay. I'll say this. For me, it's yeah. it's the sense that it was like, but what if I got? And, and it's not not to the level of like some alien ancient aliens episode you know where they're like what aliens what if that was the reason we had a earthquake or whatever like i i I, it wasn't to that level but it was this feeling of like where that was he but was he the only one that went oh i don't know is he (laughs) just answer the question yeah Yeah, like can you tell me quickly like am i gonna know soon or am i gonna have to go through Mm -hmm. a bunch of excruciating episodes that aren't I, I like a good construction of evidence and 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 following the thread and and getting there, but I was worried that they were going to not do that. That it was going to be just a lot of hand waving of certain things and then just going. But what if? Dun, 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 and then a dramatic reading from Giamatti. Well, and, I, I think I think by by episode two they lay out their case for the multiple accomplices. Yeah, like by episode two, the their their point is, and from the ver- earliest uh, uh, elements of it that. The police sketches continue to change. Yeah. And that uh, there are cars, vehicles that were spotted by victims that uh, David Berkowitz had no access to. And then you you continue to go down the rabbit hole and you say, okay, well, there were specifically two brothers whose father's name was Sam. Uh, and so we're literal sons of Sam yeah. that uh, they believe were were involved in it. And and so past the, the first two episodes, I feel like they lay out who they believe was involved and 
why they believe they were involved. But it's the why that I think starts to pull into Conspiracyville that, that you know, while I enjoyed the construction of the documentary, yeah. I was not quite on board with the fact that uh, their their next stop was they were all part of a satanic cult that was there to try to bring about the apocalypse by way of random violence. Yeah. See, that's the part I felt like things were maybe heading to, and I don't know why I got that impression. And part of me was like, well, normally I just power through this, but also I've been super busy with this Kickstarter and thought, well, I'll, you know, that's one thing I guess I don't have to see. But in the, so I guess you just answer my question because I, generally speaking, you, you, you tend to come, at the end of at the end of a thing like this, you tend to come at uh, your reviews in in a in a, in the most uh, objective way that I know. Of, of all of my friends, you're one of the more objective viewers, I think. So, in your mind, at the end of this, they did they make the case that a whole bunch of people got away with stuff that we just ignored, or not? Because if that that is compelling to me, and if they get to a place where evidence evidence leads to it. Then, then I kind of want to get back in, but if you're telling me by the end it's like, and they were, all, we think it was a big satanic thing, and there's no evidence to support it, and it's mostly just sort of, kind of stuff. Then I don't know if I want, I don't want to do it. There is compelling evidence that there was a very weird group that met at this park. There are markings on the wall. There are things that are consistent with the fact that there was some kind of early to mid seventies. And this is something that like is fascinating when you look at the, the sociology of like where the hippie movement kind of went and they obliquely refer to this in the documentary, Yeah, but you know, to understand the Manson murders and the Manson family, you have to understand that the hippie movement had kind of been around for about 10 years. And so you go from this revolutionary concept of like tune in, turn on, drop out, you know, uh, uh, these experiences will set you free. Let's all move to hate Ashbury. Let's all move on the farm. And for every one person that's like, you know, wavy gravy from the grateful dead, who, who's like, Hey man, we'll all just raise rutabagas, uh, to that splits off into like the crystal people and, and the more kind of like a, a spiritual, all of our chakras need to be aligned <laughs> yoga kind of people, yeah. but also is this darker megalomaniacal abusive type. And, yeah. and all of it kind of comes from the idea that in communal living, there needs to be some degree of leadership. Yeah. And so if you look at it from that perspective, that there there was this idea that that society had led us the wrong way uh, uh this is breaking out the children of the 50s the you know the crew cut uh, uh, you know hair haircut you can set your watch by uh, uh american dream nuclear family we just built the interstate kind of thing now we want something different the children now are are looking for something uh, uh different some of them might have gone into this kind of a cult uh, a perspective and there is evidence enough to say that there was that group and i do believe that amongst that group you have david berkowitz and and these other people that that meet where it goes a step too far for me is that 
both that commune or group coven, whatever you might call it, yeah. uh, which was nicknamed the children was a subsection of a larger satanic church called the process for which also counted the Manson family as a, uh, a, a, a subsidiary for all intents and purposes. And from all of my, you know, I'm not a scholar on the Manson family, but I've, I've, you know, listened to a few podcast series and read some stuff. Sure. That didn't seem consistent to me from the Manson family side. And also it starts to get us into wrapping this bow up a little too, a little too, too, too tightly, you know, Mm. whenever that's, that's always where I think people end up getting ass over tea kettles when it comes to conspiracies is when everything starts to become more interesting beyond every door when in reality it's so very rarely like that well i think i think maybe i figured out i just figured out maybe what my problem was and it's that the show isn't about the the motivations of the killer those are the ones i like not because i'm i don't like the motivations of killers (laughs) no but you like fascinated by it you know that's the thing that you want solved when you watch one of those shows you want to know right. why they did the things they did yeah that's why it's compelling like all this interest oh. in true crime these days i think you can boil most of it down to people having an innate curiosity about well what would make a person do such a terrible thing why why right. what is that is it their upbringing is it not their upbringing is it cultural is it brain chemistry like i right. love that exploration and whenever that stuff happens i'm way into it uh, super, super committed. This didn't seem to be interested in that. It was more like, you know, here are all the missing pieces or whatever. And not that they can't be compelling, but I think that's why I fell off. I don't know. You've kind of made me want to maybe check it again. Just to well, see where here's I'm at. the things that get in that happen in episode three and four, and I forget exactly which ones uh, are which, but I think three probably does the most of it. That the documentary doesn't really touch. But really stuck out to me. Mm. Number one, this journalist winds up writing a book about his findings called The Ultimate Evil, wherein he spells out the idea that a satanic cult has uh, uh, you know, or- orchestrated the Son of Sam murders. That makes him a very popular guest on all sorts of media outlets. And they mention the fact that that the satanic panic happens around this time. And Mm. they show other clips of the journalist being kind of upset that he keeps being booked on these shows with people that are talking about how the Smurfs are, are a satanic (laughs) ritual being broadcast to children. (laughs) While that's not really his point, his point is no, this thing is real. And these people died because of it and not, you know, these oblique ideas that dungeons and dragons is programming your children to worship Satan. Right. But his role specifically in the satanic panic is something that I found very interesting and more to our modern context. And we're going to swing it back to politics, but his theory is that there are elite Satanists that have the power of money and influence and connections to Hollywood uh-huh. that do, among other things, murder those that have crossed their paths or bully other people into understanding that they should kill themselves before being caught or turning over information and create pedophile content, if not funneling children to some of these satanic elites. 
Yeah. What worldview does that remind you of? Gosh, too much. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, if if we're looking at these things, and this is why I, I get frustrated when we believe that there is anything new under the sun, even the more macabre and ridiculous elements because these things have been around if, if you look at just and you are very this entire documentary is very sympathetic to uh maury terry who is essentially the protagonist right. of these four episodes so you don't believe that at any moment he's doing anything harmful he's literally just following these threads and there is a process church it might not be the process church that he has created in his own mind uh, uh, they might not have ordered the son of Sam murders or the Manson family murders, but there is this thing. There was this group of, of people that met in Yonkers. There was this crazy place. There were mutilated dog carcasses around where these people met. They were known to, to sacrifice animals. Like all these things are real. But if you look at just Maury Terry's philosophy, and then kind of combine it a little bit with the uh, John Birch Society stuff that was going around in the 60s, then anything that, that Q is saying or that we, that we hear in our, our, our modern political landscape that we think are these new conspiracy theories, you realize have been around forever. Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. weird. I, find, I think part of the reason I like this stuff or historical documentary in general, even when it's just about anything, like... I don't know, riots in the 60s or stuff that went down around the, you know, the forming of the of the country itself or whatever. Uh, it gives it, it. I find catharsis in it because there are those parallels. Right. So you see those things and go, oh, well, that's not that different than what's happening right now. In fact, that's a little worse right there than what's happening right now. And then you'll see something real bad that's happening right now and go, all right, that's pretty bad. But I did. I, I do know that this other thing happened, too, which is a lot like it. So there are parallels. And I wonder what the societal connections are and and that stuff makes me feel less insane and powerless <laughs> because I have well, it to compare to modern I, I, day so I, I think I agree with you is what I'm saying I like I really I really like that uh the juxtaposition I get from from that a the documentary connected things for me in terms of understanding like okay so let's when you say that the, the satanic panic caused Pizzagate right <laughs> right, right like that that seems weird because in our head what we think of is dungeons and dragons and mm-hmm. uh, uh innocent people going to jail because uh of of manipulated uh you know confessions quote unquote from children because there was this bizarre and totally scientifically inaccurate belief that kids are less likely to lie uh than than adults are and 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 that's what we tend to think of with the satanic panic but if you are to take this worldview, this Maury Terry worldview, and look at it not from the perspective of Satan being a drug dealer who might get your kid hooked on crack, but rather an overarching structure, then you don't really have a far way to walk between that and something like Pizzagate. Yeah. Like, like, and, uh, you know, I think that there's a lot of elements to this that uh, uh, reinforce it, including distrust of authority, uh, uh, the idea that we are being lied to or that the entire, uh, uh, you know, what, what we are being told by our betters is, is not what is real. 
Uh, and I do think that they're, you know, the, 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 the key is trying to separate that healthy skepticism from something that turns into something bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Did you see the one about the slasher dude in L.A. Um, that's also kind of new? What was that called? Gosh, dang it. It was the guy that, uh, oh, it, it was the L.A. dude. It had it had something to do with that hotel as well, that weird hotel. Um, oh, the Cecil. Yeah, and I cannot remember the name of the guy. You want to know what? Night Stalker. I actually don't, like, I actually don't yeah. like true crime stuff, so I don't watch a lot of <laughs> The only reason why I watched it was because we were just looking to kill time uh, with my mom. My mom was in town. And she grew up around that time in New York. And, and uh, uh, so I, I was like, hey, let's revisit this traumatizing time in your <laughs> yeah, life. We exactly. Like, we just got pizza. So, <laughs> Family yeah, entertainment. Love it. I saw that <laughs> yeah. photo and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's former presidential running or presidential hopeful. Two time, two time presidential vote receiver, Gloria Young. Yeah, Gloria Young. <laughs> I just thought, wow. And your brother getting the uh, getting the old silvers, I noticed. That's pretty cool. I like that. I know, yeah. yeah. And he actually has reason to because he has two kids. So like yeah, he, <laughs> he, he he should have it. I'm I'm doing it for no GD reason. You're doing it for the for the for the good of the ladies. The ladies need it out here. Everybody sees it and they just go, oh hubba. They hubba. do, yeah, they swoon. My uh I can tell you my daughter just the other day goes, Oh, I wish my hair was like Justin's. I said, What do you mean? She goes, That silver is so cool. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. That's a cool thing. Maybe to next, maybe next, uh, nerdtacular. She all right. A matching haircut. Maybe we'll coordinate all of our outfits and Perfect. Uh, we'll just walk around back to back uh, well, the entire week. I love the idea. I'm um, just going to spray paint a silver stripe on the side of my head. Yeah, like of a, course. Like a racing yeah, stripe. Yeah. Look, yeah do uh, it. Everybody's all, all are welcome. Yeah. Uh, uh, for whatever reason, my, 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 my premature graying has been the greatest gift to me that, that has, has ever been provided. <laughs> like, like it is, it is it, one of the strangest things in my life that that me going gray in my twenties uh, uh, was this unexpected boon. Yeah, this air of yeah. There's a maturity uh, that also is. I don't know. It's hard to explain what it does for you, but it does something. Right. Yeah. Just, yeah, I was just gentlleman. Some, some heart sniffer before, but now I have gray hair. And everybody's like, wait a minute. Let's think about what he's saying. Hold on. Listen wait, to him. Man, this, he's got hair. This, and <laughs> exactly. He must know what he's talking about. Well, uh, we always like having you on. Of course, Tuesdays. Yeah, uh, I, I, apparently, my, my brain has worked so hard, it scared all the color out because it's <laughs> working at, at such, a, such a level. Everyone's like, oh, like the brain power on this guy. Yeah, that, we know that's how that works. Why do you think Reed Richards has that big old streak? It's not because he was old. Yeah, I guess yeah. Temples. There is, yeah. There is a, a what's it called a a history of people uh, of, of 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 smart guys. Yeah. Although uh, Polly Walnuts kind of goes against that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just it's saw him. Great. I just heard when an inter- you slick it back. I just heard an interview yeah. with that guy talking about some stuff that happened on set during the Sopranos, and it's him today, and he's he's getting pretty old. But man, that guy's fun to listen to. Holy crap! Mm-hmm. I forgot the actor's name, but he's Polly Walnuts is freaking a. Yeah. legend i mean anyway. that's that's uh, uh uh from from what i've read about that set um it was an interesting time <laughs> yeah like yeah because they like just imagine if you were <laughs> the intersection of like high art and actual murderers yeah yeah like they were both of them were like hey big fan big fan love what you're doing <laughs> like it's a it's a, a, a weird thing separating the art from the artist too totally agree i kind of want to watch it again i'm in the mood um all right justin r young oh tell everybody what's uh going on this week what can they be uh checking out that is yours 
Oh, speaking of my mom, my mom's on the PX3 show on Wednesday, and we did a kind of evergreen interview that I was really excited about. And and I think maybe, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, ooh, maybe maybe I can book you, Scott, doing, oh. doing a similar interview. Uh, but we went through everyone she's ever voted for. Oh, weird. We oh, wow. Where okay. she was in her life and what she cared about, what she thought about the candidates. Uh and and why she voted for for X Y and Z and it was fascinating. Uh, I found out that she wrote a letter to uh, uh, a a a president. I won't I, I won't reveal which one, but she got a signed letter in return. Oh wow! Uh, that she's going to send to me, and I'm going to frame and put it in my office. But uh, <laughs> it is uh, a, a super cool interview in terms of just understanding the mind of of a a, a voter who had kind of bounced around the political map and sort of. The intersection, what I was really happy about it was the intersection of reality, because we often, especially now, we're in a very pure, uh, uh, an age of purity, as it were, uh, where where everybody has to prove that they are more pure than the next. When the average voter, and I think the way you win elections is by understanding just the general will of the populace, and and you can track from her, you know, as she goes through becoming a mother and getting divorced, becoming a single mother, moving from state to state, uh, what her priorities are, what she cares about and who she votes for. And I thought it was uh, very, very interesting. That's awesome. I love mother discussions and I'm dying to know which president that is. So there's your teaser, everybody tune in and find out on the PX3 yeah, podcast. It's actually really, it, it, it's, it's a very, very, very funny moment. And if I say any more, it will kind of tip who it is, <laughs> but uh, she was very sympathetic to one president. I'm going to, can I, oh, I won't guess. I don't want to blow it. I don't want to blow it. I have a guess, but it's, I'll keep it in my head where it belongs. You want to you you text me? Yeah, I'll text, text it. Me. I'll do it right now. Let's do this in text real time. Text me right now, yeah. and then I'll, I'll confirm whether or not you were right. All right. I'm going to put it in right now. And yeah, we'll I, got, I got my phone right in front of me. All right. There you go. So I'll confirm. Oh, please answer with a, what, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, stop it. You're No. No. Hell no. Not that. <laughs> That's kind of what I was looking for. Perfect. <sighs> Damn it. No, no, no. In fact, that's another inflection point. Uh, you, 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 you guessed Bush Senior, uh, but no, uh, Bush Senior was uh, uh, a, a a negative inflection point. I'm guessing no, you can't Kanye. Just keep guessing, Scott. You can't like. There's only so many presidents. I just said Kanye, Kanye is my guess. Kanye's now you're your just guess? guessing. You're just guessing random presidents. No, <laughs> not, you got one guess, and it was, and it was, it was, and it was and dead no wrong. Impact. All right, dead wrong. Well, there now you, you go. gotta listen to the interview. All right, I will. Uh, Ross Perot, just kidding. All right, he was never president. Uh, Justin Robert Young, uh, check him out on that show and much more. Justin R. Young on Twitter. We'll see you later. Bye. The jury will not retire. He just saluted us. I don't know how to feel. He about did. That. It was very nice. Yeah, I feel like I'm. I don't know, military. The jury will now retire. All right, check this out, you guys. We got a bonus mashup yes. today, uh, today, and it's a uh, it's this one. Uh, Greg is Greg in the chat. Please tell me Greg for Walkman's here today. He's got to be here, right? Yes, oh, he is. Is he? Okay, Greg. Oh, good. He is here. He's saying, uh-oh, don't worry, dude. This is amazing. So, Greg, uh, the origin of your name <laughs> is in here. So, uh, enjoy this. There's a lot more to it, but uh, it's mostly about you. Uh, enjoy. This is from Jamie. Enjoy. Uh, all right. Also, uh, quick thanks to Greg Farwalkman. I don't know why. Oh! <laughs> It just hit me what this is, and I feel like a dumbass. Greg? I wanted to thank Greg for the Walkman. Oh, <laughs> Greg, 
Craig Forwachman. <laughs> I can't write. I'm a terrible writer. My handwriting's awful. It's just bad. And I wrote, thank Greg Forwachman, and I thought it was his name. He sent me one of those sportsman Walkmans that's ancient, the yellow ones we used to, Sony used to make back before CDs took over. And I wanted to make sure to give him thanks on the air. And I can't believe I told it. I just said his name was Greg I Forwachman. Need, I need to also thank, uh, I don't know who this person is, Kim Forcake. Huh. Kim Forcake. I don't know why I'm thanking this person, Kim Forcake. But, uh, Allura for real says, I need to thank Kim. I don't know who this person is. Kim Forsex. Kim Forsex. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, the point there was, what was that? Oh, Greg. Yeah, thank you, Greg. Greg from, yeah, Boston. Greg from Boston. It's really yep. nice of him, and I'm sorry for screwing Who is this Greg from Boston? <laughs> from Boston. It's like Scott put spaces between your words, and this would all be gone. <laughs> uh, classic. Pretty good stuff. <laughs> there you go. That's the story. That's great. That's the I love these. Story. I love that he's doing these, uh, like, get you caught up, so you know why we talk about some of the things we talk about. Yeah, it's great. It's a great reminder for me, because I kind of forget how this stuff happens. Like, I, I, I remember yeah. basically what happened with Greg, but I... I forgot all those details, so that was like a, yes. it's like a historical record. It's fantastic. <laughs> really good. Oh, anyway, so good. thank you for that. And TMS Mashups, thank you for your hard work. It's fantastic. Follow him on TMS Mashups on Twitter and tell him how rad he is. One final thing. Joey, I saved this for the end of the show. Joey uh, Image, former mm-hmm. pro wrestler, current hard drive hoarder, Joey Image. <laughs> <laughs> saw um, him in the chat yeah he's in the chat room uh i just want to acknowledge the fact that his favorite video game of all time his obsession rivals that of my obsession with fury road wow for the game reset everything back to zero everybody yep, by everything back to zero uh rivals that of, of fury road for me for his love of days gone a video game that was previously a, a uh, exclusivity ps4 game that is now also on PC as of today. Today is the launch day. Oh, wow. And uh, some time ago, uh, Joey, very kindly and kind of out of nowhere, I didn't see it coming, uh, gifted me that game, and I can't wait to tear into it. So, uh, Joey, thank you for that. And also, he's been in the chat all day saying... He has, yeah. Saying, uh, hey, happy happy days gone launch day, everybody. And uh, I just wanted to acknowledge, Joey, we we hear you. We heard you. Wait, don't we have a clip for that? We heard you. We we're ready to listen to you. No, what was the it's the uh, Ghostbusters thing, right? Oh, we're ready to believe you. Oh, this is what I'm thinking of. We heard you. That's the one I'm thinking. Of. Oh, that's what you're thinking of. Okay. Or maybe I'm yeah, thinking of, of ladies. We heard you. Oh, ladies, we've heard you. That's. A <laughs> and then there's oh, there's some of that misogyny that people were looking for earlier. Yeah, well, you just say the word ladies, and if you're a man that says it, oh, that's right. it's all of a sudden on misogyny. thin ice, man. Anyway, quit uh, talking, ladies. We hear you. <laughs> so, uh, please so, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to be playing that. I don't know when things are busy right now and this week we're leaving and all that. But, uh, oh, it's official. Thursday, no show in the morning, everybody. No show. We're right. going to. No we, show. We are a no show for Thursday. Yeah, we we're called gonna, in yeah. so we won't get fired, but we, right. we are a no show for Thursday. That is correct. And uh, it'll that's good because I got so much freaking crap to do before I leave. So it'll it'll help me a lot. Yeah, you and me both. I will have to do a coverville that day though because I have a um, I have a full lineup of shows coming up. But it's gonna be a it's gonna be a short show tribute to um, Eric Burden and the Animals. Oh, very nice. I like yes. them. You do, and it's funny because a lot of the stuff that you know by them, yeah, um, House of the Rising Sun, yeah. Uh, Please don't let me be misunderstood. 
uh, actually all of those by other people. There are a few things that that uh, they originally did. As a matter of fact, they did the original version of uh, Mama Told Me Not To Come. Hmm. That ain't the way to have fun, son. Which is written by Randy Newman. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> and first, yep, and first performed by Eric Burden and the Animals before it became a huge hit for Three Dog Night. Oh, wow. Okay. Again, these yeah. these things I never thought were covers. That's your, the more you know. Yeah, the more, the you, more know. you know. I could yep. have had that handy. More you know. I have that right here. Look. More than you know. That's not it. <laughs> That's not wow, it. How'd you get Brian Dunway to record that? I was gonna say that's not it. Here, um, no, but I don't. Here it is. There you go. The there more it is. you know, there you got it. The more than you know, more than you know. All right. Uh, well <laughs> done, everybody. Flash Gordon. <laughs> Flash Gordon. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, is all I'd like to say. And if you have not already done this in the long time we've been running it, today might be a great day to do it. Head on over to Patreon.com/slash/TMS and keep. Our lights and heat on, for it is you who do that. So thank you to those who already do. I don't say thanks enough to them. But to everybody else, patreon.com slash TMS, bonus content, bonus shows, art in the mail, bunch of other benefits that you can only get by being a part of it. Patreon.com slash TMS. For everything else, just Google us. We're all over the place on there. Just Google us. Google us. Google us. All right. Google us. That's, That's the new uh, VR system. Oh, the, the Google yeah, the new Oculus Google us. Uh, Google us VR. Yes. You know they should. Google should have called their VR stuff Google us. <laughs> no, they should. What happened? To, didn't they have some VR like thing? their Google Glass? Yeah. No, not that. It was something else. They had like full. Oh, on did they have like full headset thing. VR goggles? That or they maybe were it was on? with the phones. You put the phone in them. Oh yeah, like the little the the holder, the cardboard. Well, sometimes cardboard. They sometimes. just dump stuff they make. They make a thing and hey, then they dump it. Amish Overlord, we'll be here tomorrow. Don't, oh yeah, we're don't, here tomorrow. You know, yeah. yeah. There's a don't, show tomorrow. Uh, don't leave. Don't leave. We're yeah. here tomorrow. We got recommendals tomorrow. We got Tom. It's gonna be a great day. Yes, I have two things I'm excited to recommendal. Nice. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm I excited. wonder if one of them is one of them. A lot of animated things. No, there's nothing animated. It's not. Uh, it's not a an animated show that has three <laughs> names separated by commas and an and. Okay. And is now in season two. No, uh, one of them is a series yeah. that just reached its mid season finale. Yeah. The other is a a film that was up for best adapted screenplay at the most recent Oscars. Oh, hinty hint McKent over there. Look yes. at that. Yes. Right. People might be able to figure out both of those just based on okay. just based on those clues right there. I'm interested. Alex Albisu, mm-hmm. uh, you'd be surprised. Tomorrow will be a surprise for Alex. He thinks he knows what I watch, but it's not going to be what he thinks it is. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. It really isn't. Um, all right, uh, there you go. That's it. Thanks, everybody, for being here. We need to go, but we need to play us out with a song. So, Brian, uh, you can do that. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, a.k.a. Spiral Shape in chat, wrote in, said, Hey, first-time requester, I was browsing around to put together a playlist and ended up running across some covers by the 8-Bit Big Band and thought they might be a good match for TMS. If you can't play either of these, blah, 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 but we can, so that's cool. Um, thanks and have a wonderful day. Oh, Kelly, that's happy cool. to play this that's for really you. That's really nice. And, yeah, um, thank you for that. Uh, I had not heard of the 8-Bit 
big band before. So we'll give you a little bit of uh, background on what you can expect from this. Mm. As you might guess, well, no, let me rephrase that. You might guess that this is going to be chiptune music. It's not. I would have guessed that, but now I don't know what to expect. This is crazy. This is if uh, Frank Sinatra decided to cover uh, the Katamari Macy theme or Ooh. decided to cover the Mario Brothers theme or something like that. That sounds um, great. That sounds this good. stuff is fantastic, and I've been down a rabbit hole all morning listening to as much of it as I can. This is a cover of the Jonathan Colton song from uh, Portal 2 entitled Want You Gone. Here it is, the 8-Bit Big Band. All right, that'll do it. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Come back then. Bye. are again It's always such a pleasure Remember when you tried to kill me twice Oh, how we laughed and laughed Except I wasn't laughing Under the circumstances I've been shockingly nice You want your freedom taken that's what I'm counting on I used to want you dead But now I only want you gone She was a lot like you Well, maybe not quite as heavy Now little Caroline is in here too Say, how'd you get in my room? One day they woke me up So I could live forever It's such a shame the same will never happen to you You've got your short satellite plan That's what I'm counting on All that you get right to it Now I only want you gone Now listen, I ain't gonna tell you twice We don't know if there's going to be a Portal 3 or not. Now I'm going to have some of my friends here in the band show you a thing or two what we do with test subjects just like you. Take it away!
show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. You just lose the feel. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax. With their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs, you can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. A new year is full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM. For a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM.